What is going on, everybody? Uh, welcome here to the first ever Average Gamer Podcast. Thank you for joining me if you're listening. And hopefully my plan is to be able to do one of these every week. Um, if I have enough, I don't just want it to be like a filler. So if you're interested, just make sure to check back each week. And let's get right into it. Uh, so the first little segment I'd like to talk about um, is just what I've been playing. Uh, maybe some of you guys will be playing it as well. A um, couple of them are, are recent releases, so you know you might be. Um, the first one I want to talk about, <laughs> it's kind of funny, uh, it might be a little outdated. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about is I'm on my first run through the Dark Souls series. And yeah, if you can believe it, I'm on my first run. Um, I, I tried playing it on Xbox One when I had one, but it was just, it was way too hard with a controller. Maybe I'm crazy, but just the combinations of buttons you had to use, the, I don't know, I guess combos, and on console, I was really just kind of a button masher. I just I couldn't get past anything. None of the enemies, they'd always just destroy me. I just couldn't do it. Uh, I, I I really wanted to because everybody always said that, oh, it's a great game, and, you know, if you're really into, you know, RPGs and stuff, open worlds, you know, you should be into it. If you're if you're a good gamer, you can do it. And I gotta say, I just I wanted to be into it, but I couldn't. And I never got past anything. <laughs> I think uh, I think on my first time playing it, it took me good like two weeks just to get out of the asylum, and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Uh, so yeah, I never really got into it. Um, and then when they released the remastered one, I know a lot of people hate that one just because it's not like as much of a remaster as other games have gotten in the past. But I mean, at its core, it's still the same game. Um, I I just waited a while. It, it went on a sale and I got it. <laughs> and so now that I'm playing it on PC, I can actually say I've been enjoying it like crazy. Uh, I've played it for about 20 hours. I've had it for about a month, I guess I would say. And so far, I've been able to make it up to the top at the first, uh, where the gargoyle bosses are. And I, I rung that bell. And then I've been able to make it down through Blight Town. Which everybody said it was the worst area in the game and everybody hates it. And like I've been dreading it and I finally got there and I was like, you know, just anticipating this crazy, you know, crazy hard. And I honestly, I can say from what everybody had said to how it's been, it honestly hasn't been as hard as the rest of the game is. I think that might just be because it was a learning curve when I started to play. But, you know, I I was able to make it to the bottom, through the sludge, to the bonfire on the ground where that kind of tunnel is. If you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, so I'm stuck there. I I get to Quaylog and she destroys me. So I'm stuck there for now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like now that I've I have you know a keyboard and a mouse, and I'm I'm not of the mentality to just like hurry and try to smash like enemies and just ha you know it's not a hack and slash game but i think on console i was playing it like that so it wasn't really going too well um as far as you know it should have been i don't know i guess some people disagree with me but for me it's been a lot easier it hasn't been easy but it's a lot easier to play it on pc all right so I might get a lot of crap for this. But two days ago, <laughs> so this weekend, <laughs> I guess I should say, I bought the multiplayer for Black Ops 4. Why? Because I've watched a lot of people play Blackout and I wanted to play it. And it's it was uh it's free to play right now until the 30th i believe if you just wanted to try you know the the blackout part of it which is their battle uh which is call of duty's battle royale um if you wanted to try that you can whatever so i tried it and i honestly can say my first round i made it to i think the top five and i died but I think that's the best I've done in a battle royale. I play a lot of PUBG, and I've made it to like the la the top three, but not like that's not a lot. I'm not that good at it. Well, I'm decent at it, but I'm not that good at it. Like I maybe it's a bad attitude to have, but when I go into a PUBG match, I'm not really planning on winning because I I guess I just don't have the mindset that I'll win. Whatever, I try to get better at it. Anyways, back to back to Black Ops 4. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I've been a fan of Call of Duty since the you know the all right my first my first experience with um with like the modern age of Call of Duty, where you know it's been like the mainstream game of the year, you know since they just pump one out every single year um my friend back in junior high actually invited us over a lot to play zombies and that was like the coolest game at the time i'd ever played we'll talk a little bit about that later but ever since then you know we played that and then he got modern warfare 2 and we would play just multiplayer together and just like leveling up, getting new guns, being able to customize guns was just like a novel idea to me. Um, maybe not to everybody else, but to me it was just because I hadn't ever had a game really of that like scope before. So I've always played them. Um, I didn't, I in 2013 when Ghost came out, a lot of people hate on me for it, but we played that like crazy and i can say it's probably one of my favorites but the first one i really got into um which we'll talk about more in detail later was 
the first Black Ops. That was the first one I owned personally to play. And so, you know, the Black Ops series has always kind of been, like, my favorite. Um, I never really played Black Ops 3 besides the zombies because it was pretty cool. And uh, the Zombies Chronicles was fun. But, you know, I just decided, eh, I'll, I'll give it a go. Infinite Warfare I hated. World War II I liked, but the LMGs were just awful. And I don't know, it just... It just wasn't there for a lot of people and after a while yeah I I could see why I didn't enjoy it that much after a while so yeah anyway yeah the multiplayer on Black Ops 4 is still just like team deathmatch kids sweating in team deathmatch which I play I'll be honest I've played a lot of it lately well this weekend since I bought it but I can say out of PUBG, Apex Legends, Battlefield 5's Firestorm, I never played Fortnite because I just, I don't know. I'm, I just don't think that game is, looks that fun. It just seemed like it got overhyped and that's why people played it and why it got so big. But I digress. But as far as the ones I played, which is... A lot of them like all the mainstream ones I'd have to say blackout I feel like is the most um, easy for me even though this is my first Call of Duty on a PC I felt like going into it I just knew like the mechanics of the game you know the gunplay uh, I don't know I just it just didn't feel like you know you get PUBG and that's like a slap in the face like the controls are weird they're kind of slow um, Apex is super fast but the armor system is like weird Battlefield 5 I like a lot I'll be honest I like that one a lot um, but I can say that I I like it I, I can honestly say that I've enjoyed it and I, I continue to play it not trying to like push the game here but if you like you know battle royale you don't know which one to get I'd say blackout is is pretty good like as far as just being a battle royale so if you haven't tried it you can try it till the 30th at least on PC I don't know about anything else but yeah if you want to try it it's free till the 30th April 30th 2019 free to play but after that it's like 40 bucks or if you just want to have the whole game which is just zombies multiplayer and blackout you know you eat that $60 pill or you could eat that $100 pill for I don't know why you want to just give Treyarch and Activision 50 extra bucks really for nothing but I guess if you're that if you want to you can um Alright, enough about that. Enough about Call of Duty. The most uh, recently released game I've played, single player wise, I guess I could say. <coughs> excuse me. Um, is Far Cry 5. And 
I've never played a Far Cry game, honestly. Um, just never have. I didn't, like, I've seen them, you know, and I see every, you know, couple years. I don't know how often they come out with them, but, you know, they come out with them, obviously. I've seen them, you know, and Far Cry 5 came out, you know, you see it on the store, or on Steam at the store, wherever you shop at, I guess, for your games. I see it, never really looked at it, uh, but my friend had it, has it, and he was playing it, and you know, he'd said it's fun, but you know, that's it, <laughs> it's fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I started looking into it, just one night I was bored. It was on sale. I was looking at it at the store. I watched some of the trailers, whatever. And it looked freaking awesome. Mostly, I think, because I've been listening to some podcasts at work about uh, these doomsday cults. Um, just past in history, you know, within the last... 30 years or so, there's been a lot. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the game is set around a cult in Montana, a fictional county in Montana, that has kind of turned hostile towards the rest of the people that aren't in the cult, you know, just the, the surrounding county there. Um, without giving away any spoilers, that's basically, like, the premise of the game and having been listening to all these podcasts i thought that would be freaking awesome just to take this cult down in a video game <laughs> and i have to say i've i've had a lot of fun playing this game there's there's not a ton of weapons in the game but they're customizable um you know so it makes it a little more I guess personal I guess you could say um, it's not really a grindy game if you want to get money in the game it doesn't it's not too hard if you really want to have a lot of money it's easy to get it uh, so you don't really have to focus on like doing the worthless side stuff of the game like hunting you know that stuff usually just pops up anyway so you can get plenty of money. Uh, I'm about 25 hours into the game. Uh, I haven't done. I've So I've been doing the storyline. And like there's side stuff. Every, I mean everything kind of contributes. Everything you do contributes to the main storyline. But it's not all like required obviously. You know like you can tell the ones. There's like a section for the main storyline. Like the side quests. And then just stuff to like build up a resistance against the cult, you know, so it's not like anything crazy like So I've gotten 25 hours of like good solid story based uh, Enter what am I saying like 25 hours of like quality gaming and it hasn't just been like fetch quests or hasn't been just like fetch quests or you know go find this and it like it's like a 
rock or something. No, it's like it's been real, like to the story. And I'm still not, I'm still not close to beating the game either. So, I, I wouldn't pay the full sixty dollars for the game. I caught it on a sale for twenty bucks. So I guess I guess if that makes sense, it's an awesome game and I would recommend it. But I don't think I would pay the full sixty for it. But if you find it on a sale, pick it up. It's been pretty awesome. And it is, the whole game is co-op. So if you have friends, if you guys, that's something you guys are into, you know, pick it up. It's fun to play. Um, it's a first-person shooter. The storyline is, as far as I'm along, I feel like it's pretty excellent. Um, whatever you play it on, I don't think it's on... Nintendo Switch. I'd have to look. I, I'm i pretty sure it's not. But I know that it's on PC. Because that's what I played on. And it's on PS4 and Xbox One. So if you want to play it. I think it's an excellent game. Uh, that's really all I've been playing re recently. Uh, so I kind of wanted to step into some gaming news. Uh, kind of like. A big story I've seen st standing out lately. Um, I, I don't really have too much this week for gaming news except this one story and then kind of a, another segment at the end. Um, but yeah, the gaming news is kind of what I wanted the bread and butter of this podcast to be. Just because that's what I would like to listen to if I was like at work or wherever you listen to podcasts at. Just to know what's like been going on in the industry, games, like stuff going on with games. Anyway, so uh, eventually I'd like to move into like tech news or like pop culture, movies, TV, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but for now, I think I'm going to just stick to gaming because it's mostly what I look into. Uh, and, you know, this is my first podcast, I guess you could say. Um, so I'll be honest, uh, it's mostly an experiment at this point. Uh, so the biggest thing I feel like that has happened in the community lately um, is with a big, uh, there's been a big, I guess it's not that big, but a controversy going on with a content creator slash streamer named Darkside Phil, or as his YouTube channel is DSP Gaming. You guys have probably heard of him if you've watched gaming videos online. Um, but basically, in the past couple months leading up to tax season he has been holding special events and marathons on his twitch channel to make up for his back taxes or so he says he's also um, been talking about a trip he had planned to go to Connecticut to visit his parents because um, he has a girlfriend he's been with for like two years um, and they ended up getting married while they were out there so the big thing that everyone is saying is that he scammed his viewers into paying for this trip and his wedding. But 
what Phil has said is that uh, the whole trip was paid for by his parents. You know, it was their idea. They wanted to meet his girlfriend. Um, and in a later video, he talked about how, like, his parents wanted to be at their wedding. They'd already been engaged for a long, like, a year or so. Um, it's been kind of like a big uh, controversy in, like, his, his realm of you know viewers and the people that usually like detract on his channel and stuff because he does get a lot of negative stuff which is kind of messed up um anyways so his parents planned this trip for him and mostly because uh, they wanted to see him get married so he went out there for a week they got married yada 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 so people are saying, you know, Phil told us all it was for debt, blah, blah, blah. So he donated, uh, but he spent it all on this wedding. And he says, you know, it's for, it's been for, uh, you know, my taxes, which if you watch, I watched his, uh, he did a little, he called it a pod, he did a little podcast or vlog, whatever you want to call it after his trip. And he kind of gave like a full story of what happened. Uh, he basically said that, you know, they'd had plans to get married for a year just by a justice of the peace. And then his parents wanted him to come out. So they did. They paid for everything. And then, you know, the, you know, there was a picture on Instagram or something. And then this whole thing blew up. Um... Anyway, so if you look at what's been going on, like, you can, I can see how people think that he scammed them, but we'll talk about that in a second. My take on this is, why don't we look at his history? So, Phil has been around for a long time. I think he started uh, doing YouTube videos, like, 10 years ago or something um so he ends up in gaming news every once in a while now just because you know he's been a part of it for so long um and it's actually been uh kind of interesting uh looking into this whole thing i ended up going down a huge rabbit hole of his career um what he did he started out just filming games he was playing with a like a camcorder you know, he just set a camcorder in front of his screen. He, you know, had a microphone on it. And he would just start playing. You know, he'd give live commentary during the game. And he would just play through the game. And he'd just upload all that raw footage straight to YouTube. And so, in a way, like, he was the first. One, uh, I don't know if he was the first, but he was one of the first channels to be, like, a playthrough channel on YouTube. Uh, but he didn't edit it. He didn't try to go for like a perfect playthrough. Like he'd pick up a game he hadn't played before. Play through it. You know. And he'd just upload whatever it was. And that's kind of been his his claim to fame. Is you know raw footage. Uncut. You know what it is is what it is. 
and you know his he did get pretty big for a while uh, he had a lot of recognition on his channel uh, he was one of the prominent gamers on YouTube you know if back in his golden days you searched for like such and such playthrough you know not even typing in his channel you know his one of his uh, and if he would played through that game he would be one of the recommended results that's how big he was um, so what happened is in like 2015 his channel started to decline since then mostly due to like detractor stuff making fun of his content uh, but the biggest thing I could find was there were some false copyright claims on his main channel that him and YouTube got into a thing about and it was just like people false reporting him for stuff um, so he had to take a bunch of videos down so he didn't get copyright strikes but what it did was open up like this void in the algorithm for his channel that like he had all these views so like he was in the loop but all of a sudden they were gone so now he's not um, so then it just started to decline from there it never really picked back up and then you know there was the big adpocalypse yada 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 that made it you know that much worse for him because you know it's you know it's just raw footage you know they they look a lot at like swearing and stuff like that so that took him even more out than what he was even if like i searched up if I just typed in DSP Gaming right now on YouTube, I don't even think it brings up his channel first. It brings up like the, this is how you don't play stuff from people just making fun of him. Anyways, so he's moved to Twitch. He streams daily on Twitch. Uh, he has pretty decent of a following still. Um, I've just checked his channel a couple times. Like, for the past couple weeks, you know, he'll have anywhere from 300 viewers at a time to like a thousand. I think during his Sekiro, Sekiro, however you say it, the new From Software game, I think he'd have about a thousand viewers at a time on that playthrough. Um, so, you know, he's, he's still doing pretty decent as far as gaming goes, and I know he likes it. Uh, <clears throat> anyways what this has to do with it is as I've looked through this and as I look at this as a non-biased person I mean I don't dislike the guy um, sometimes I'll tune into his stream if he's playing a game because he does a lot of retro games if he's he's been doing like retro games that I like to watch like sometimes I find his commentary funny anyway as a non-biased person like standing on the outside I haven't been there at the start I wasn't I haven't really followed him until like all this happened um, if you look at what has happened his the way he's done things has changed ever since 2015 he's gotten rid of a lot of stuff he used to do like DSP tries it he used to do a podcast um, which I've listened to a couple episodes and like they're pretty good like as far as just like a gaming podcast 
it was like you know one of the thing i i kind of wish he still did it because i would listen to it anyways um what was i talking about oh so if you look at what he's done he's basically had to go from you know doing this stuff that he wants all this different kind of content to now all he does is he will stream for like five hours during like the main part of it of his day um doing like playthroughs still and then he'll take a break just to eat dinner and then he's back to streaming to like 10 o'clock at night and he only takes like thursdays off i think so well, the stuff I looked at, which I glossed over a lot, I know, because he said, mostly because he has said it in videos lately, and in his, his past streams, that he is in a lot of debt, and um, I don't think that if he had been using all, like, saving up all that money, I don't think he would have spent it on his wedding I, the insta i mean there is just the one instagram picture of like him and his and his wife and his parents at their house so i mean like yeah it, it didn't look i you know it'd be easy just to take it there and have a nice wedding elsewhere but like it didn't look like you know they'd had this big old wedding um and even if they did like the part that doesn't make sense is everyone saying he scammed them when, you know, he's a Twitch streamer, so they're just tips. Like, he could say nothing and someone, you know, just gives a tip out on Twitch. Like, he's not selling them anything. They're not buying anything. You know, it's just tips. So, like, it's not like he scammed you into it. You just, like, you gave him a tip. Like, you go to a restaurant, you can leave a tip or you don't. Like, if you leave a tip at a restaurant, you didn't get scammed. Unless, I guess, you got bad service. But even then, like, it's not really a scam. Because you're not being... It's not like a, a product you have to pay for to buy. And then it sucks. No, it's just people tipped him or, like, they uh, are a patron on his Patreon account. You know, it's not like he didn't hold up, like, not hold up an end of a deal that he made or something. He just gave him, you know, people just gave him a tip. It's not like, oh, he said he would give us all this stuff if we, no, he, people just tipped him. I don't know how that's a scam, even if he did use all that money for some ginormous wedding. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like he was telling the truth just because, like, I looked at the past and I ha I'm not a YouTube channel that makes content off of his content. So, you know. Anyway. Um, I've Anyway, just to recap, I feel like he's telling the truth and I wish him well. I enjoy some of his uh, streams sometimes. Uh, if he's playing a game I'm interested in. Um, but I digress from that. Um, so as far as, as far as news goes, that was really the only thing I wanted to cover. You know, there's little things like the new Samsung Fold screen, uh, breaking, um, 
you know, you got the new specs for like the PS5. And then you've got Microsoft saying it's going to be more powerful than the PS5. Um, that's about it. But I kind of wanted to give you guys a background of like my gaming past and how I grew up with gaming. Um, maybe you'll find it interesting, maybe you won't, but I'm going to talk about it. So I grew up uh, with my first console being a Nintendo 64. I played it a lot. Well, I mean, I guess at least as much as you could play in an hour. Uh, just because my parents, you know, they just, we could play for like an hour. Because they didn't want us to sit on there all day, which was good, you know. Uh, mostly I played Super Mario 64, Star Fox 64. Um, and then later on, uh, we moved and I met a friend who was my age and he had a little brother the same age as my brother. And they had a Nintendo 64. So then we just started. They had a game I'd never heard of. Mostly because I was a young kid. Called Super Smash Bros. And wow. That had kind of just blew my mind. Because um, it was like all these cool Nintendo characters that I really loved. And you just had a brawl and still to this day that's one of my favorite games from the 64 and then you know when I got a little older I got more into Zelda because I understood the game because you know if you played the Ocarina of Time it's pretty hard for like if you were a little kid the puzzles were pretty intense uh, then when I turned 11 my parents got me for my birthday a GameCube and that was my first console that I could call mine. Uh, they got the when they bought it. Uh, they got me a couple games. Uh, it was Melee, Super Smash Bros. Melee, uh, Zelda, again, but the Wind Waker one. Those were the two most that I mostly played because even still, then I didn't get that much time to play. Um, I tried a couple other games. Uh, one that I can remember was playing Metroid Prime uh, but I never really got into that one and then when The Legend of Zelda, Zelda Twilight Princess came out dude I that game still to this day is my hands down favorite Zelda cause it you know it looked a lot more I mean for its time and on the GameCube the graphics were pretty rocking uh, and the you know, the graphics weren't all cartoony. You know, the enemies looked, like, pretty menacing. The bosses were huge. The temp, like, the temples were insane. Like, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. Like, you had to think to get through stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was one of my favorites. And then, you know, that same year, I th at least I'm pretty sure that same year, my parents bought my brother a PS2, uh, but you know we mostly just used that to play Star Wars Battlefront. Obviously, back when they were good, but that's a whole nother can of worms. We don't need to dig back up. Uh, then in 2010, my parents got the family an Xbox 360. Finally, 
and that was when I really started to get into like multiplayer games and you know me and my friends were playing Call of Duty you know and it was awesome but nearing like in that console generation the seventh gen you know the 360 and PS4 was when I really got into single-player games you know uh, well I guess not hold on let me back up I started to realize games had like you know they had like lore and they had like really good stories you know I played Red Dead Redemption and and my uncle gave me dead space for my birthday and that was as scary as it was the story having finished the game was awesome and I played the other two and they were great um, so I started to realize that games could have this really you know big like storyline and just um, you could be immersed in this world and then in like 2015 I believe I bought an Xbox one and that's when I really got into like I'd still play multiplayer but I just got really into single player games you know Skyrim remastered had come out I got that played the heck out of that still play it Fallout 4 I played a crazy amount of Wolfenstein series you know and then I got really into like the Halo story like the campaign just because it came bundled with it and I, I can honestly say I feel like I enjoy it more than I would like TV and movies as much like I like TV and movies but you just can't be as immersed and like learn as much about different worlds uh, as far as a video game goes you know that world and it just you know you feel like you're a part of it um, and I decided it was time to move from console gaming to PC gaming and so I sold my Xbox to fund it um, which kind of sucked <laughs> but you know after like nine months <laughs> of war of just saving up and just piece by piece buying parts I finally finally had built this thing I think I've had it a little over a month now maybe maybe two months something like that month and a half two months and I just I can't tell you how much I miss gaming and you know that up to this present day that's my gaming history I guess you could say um, so you know I'm stoked for the titles I'm now playing uh, there's releases coming that I'm excited for um, so yeah that that's mostly it um, some upcoming releases I just wanted to update everybody about I know Mortal Kombat 11 comes out in two days on the 23rd for PC Xbox one PS4 and Nintendo switch crazy but yep it's coming to switch I've never really been a fan of fighting games so I probably won't play it but I know people like Mortal Kombat you've got days gone two I believe I believe it's the second one uh, re release date of April 24th so this week um, I've never played it because I've never really been a PlayStation guy but my I have family members that have played the first one said it was awesome 
but it's to me it just looks like another run-of-the-mill zombie game but I haven't played it so I guess I can't say and then rage 2 rage 2's release date is May 14th for PC Xbox one and ps4 don't really know too much about the game uh, mostly that it's in like a post-apocalyptic world and it's a first-person shooter um, but those are really the big ones right now obviously this summer they will announce another Call of Duty game like they do every year uh, everyone is saying it's gonna be Modern Warfare 4 but I guess we'll see what happens alright guys well I hope you've enjoyed the podcast make sure to check back each week as it is my goal to do one each week uh, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel for other gaming related content and feel free to follow my Twitch channel. I don't really have a schedule on there, but I do stream from time to time. Um, have a good one, guys.